a Radio 191 FM podcast. And right now we are joined by Dusty from The Wanderers. Tanakwe, Dusty, hey. how are you today? Hello, how you doing? Going all right. It's actually getting a bit better here in Otpori. The rain's out of the way, so we are happy. Oh, that's good, that's good. Yeah. It's, it's, the, the weather's getting pretty nice here. We've been, it's been pretty rough. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's looking, the skies are bright, like 30 degrees or something. It's good. Well, especially like with um, good old, I guess, fire season coming around the corner, it's probably but yeah. This a bit is better. a sweet spot. It's yeah. before we're completely terrified and after we're freezing cold. So exactly. Like, we we get like a month grace here where we're all just kind of relaxed and happy, and then then it's like okay, like batten down, batten down the hatches and <laughs> ready house and make sure it's all good. It, it gets it can get pretty terrifying. Yeah, definitely. Um, apart from the fires um, in Australia coming up. Um, can you give us a bit of background for those who do not know who the Wanderers are? Yeah, I guess uh, we're, we're a band from Adelaide, South Australia, and uh, we formed on stage at a jam night, um, I guess probably five or six years ago. I've been doing this jam night for a long time, um, on Monday nights actually, so I'd normally be doing it tonight, but I'm having the night off. But, um, yeah, and basically we just kind of do all different styles of music and jam with different people, and we encourage singers to come in with their originals, and we just back them up. Um, you know, it's kind of nice for people to write a song in their room and then go to a night and have all these musos actually back their song. Oh. That's the first time they hear it. I mean, usually it's easy enough to kind of jam along with. But yeah, so one, I remember one night I had a song I wanted to try out, and um, the other bass, the bass player was in the house band there, Benny. Uh, he'd heard it, so we're like, oh, let's do that song. Let's have find someone to jam with, get some, get someone new on the drums. And Matt was there. I think it was the second week he'd been there. We'd seen him jam the week before with someone else and we were like that guy was pretty good let's get him up and he was real quiet so we didn't say mm. too much we got him up on drums and he played the song like he'd heard it a million times um, and it just felt good you know we were able to just play my music from the get go like in front of an audience without anyone having heard it and it was intuitive and felt good so it just clicked and we, we made a record where we did everything ourselves and then we yeah then the band just started expanding and it kind of went away from the kind of bluesy rootsy sound we began mm. with and went more towards kind of a so kind of blends uh, with I don't know more indie slash seventies kind of feel yeah. I guess almost the a bit of rock and R and B disco. Yeah, yeah, it kind of it kind of like it's a bit of a mixed bag now, and uh, and we somewhere along the way we just kind of um, accepted that and just went okay. I guess we do a bit of everything, you know. And uh, yeah, so I, and slowly you you keep trying other things, and eventually you land on the sound. And, yeah, a few lineup changes, and a few years later, a bunch of tours and. All that kind of thing, and yeah, now we're now we're where we are at now as Wanderers, and we've got a few records under our belt, and some more music coming out, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, because yeah, especially with your new singles, um, you both have um released throughout the year, um, Nothing in This World and Penny, and I just want to know, like, what are some of the like differences that you went into recording these two singles? You can you can tell <laughs> you can tell can't you? You, you can definitely um, tell. Yeah, you can definitely tell. I guess with a. They were actually both originally recorded uh, at the same time, the same really? week in the same studio. Oh wow! Um, yeah, and it's just that they went they went off in different directions because um, both of them kind of got shelved. And we, mm. I mean, we, we were we were meant to make a record last year in Los Angeles. So these oh, yeah. tracks they actually became demos for, for the album that we we're going to make over there at Studio Six Hundred Six, which is exciting because that's mm. the the Sound City mixing desk. Um, that Fleetwood Mac recorded rooms on and Nirvana did Nevermind and all that sort of stuff so we're pretty pumped about that so we basically oh, just shelved all the stuff that we've been working on 
And mm. yeah, well, COVID happened, and then you kind of push dates back, push dates back. It took a while before you actually just realized it's not going to happen. We need to, we still need to release some music. Mm. So we pulled, you know, they, they uh, yeah, we, we stopped them just being the demos for America, and they became the tracks again, and we just kind of had to reinvigorate them a bit. And so the way we did that was nothing in this world. It was perplexing me a little bit, and I wasn't quite sure where to go with it, and uh, yeah. it needed a rewrite and sort of stuff. So Logan, the keyboardist, too, he produces a lot of stuff on Ableton and his own music. Like he's, he's, he's one of those wizards who can do everything, and yeah. he can do dance music and all that sort of stuff. So he actually took the reins on that one a little bit and um, kind of rearranged it a bit, and we rewrote the vocals and did all that. But it, it went through a different sort of pathway, you know? It kind of went, it, it kind of ran away to another world for a while, and we brought it back. To, to our thing so and I think somewhere along that way it, the sound of it kind of changed but in a way that I dig like it suits the song and I'm okay with that yeah and Penny um, yeah we just revisited that one and it was still solid like how we'd recorded it so I basically just had to redo the vocals on that one because um, I just wanted them to be a bit stronger and crisper and added some harmonies and that sort of thing so the, yeah Penny's probably got more of our organic in the room feel yeah it's nothing in this world is a bit more treated um, we, we added uh, some strings in there, and, which we haven't done on a track before, so that was fun. A bit electric light orchestra-esque in that kind of way. And uh, just, yeah, a little bit more finessing for nothing in this world. Mm. And I, th- I think because it kind of took a journey through Ableton for a while as well, another software program, it kind of changed the sound of it a bit too. But I don't know, I've kind of accepted that. I call it the COVID sound. Like yeah. This record, this record is going to sound like five or six different studios, and I'm okay with that. Well, it's... it's- it, yes, the situation is just like trying to fit everything together in a way where it's like things have just become so disjointed. It's like a puzzle piece where it's just like, how do we fix this and like create something new out of it? Yeah, it is, and it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to have continuity when when that's going on as well. I mean, you couldn't for a while there. You couldn't just book a studio and just go in there for a few weeks and and then have the same mm-hmm. people work on it that you normally would and all that sort of stuff. And you're working with people over Zoom and. Differently. I've been doing writing sessions with people all over the, the, the country and all over the world over Zoom, and it's just like a new way of doing things. And it was the same when it, when it came to mixing these tracks and, um, and to, to finishing them and that sort of stuff. It's just different studios, different times. Sometimes stuff was at home. And so, yeah, it's basically kind of a, I guess, it's stuff that we started working on three years ago, right up to stuff that we started working on this year. So, some of the tracks, the complete inception happened last year mm. and now they're, they're going to be on the record and some of them uh, started three years ago so yeah it just is what it is yeah is that... I, I'm pretty excited about it I'm really happy to be getting to be getting this music out because we've been sitting on it for a while with some of it mm. yeah you don't want to just collect dust for no reason especially when you've got it's like that plethora of ability to like put this out and it's just like why shouldn't we and like I guess polish it up a bit yeah yeah, and you got to remember why you're excited about songs yeah. in the first place. And like, I mean, they passed the test. You know, they made it into the shows, and these are songs that we'd already toured and that we'd, we'd already uh, experienced people's response to them live. Mm. You know, we know even if it's a song that we feel like we've been playing a while, like well, we still haven't released it yet. We still haven't actually relinquished that song to the world. So that's that kind of last thing that you can really do before it's I don't know, kind of ticking off that last box yeah. for that um, that work that you created. Well, cause and it you, has to happen, otherwise it's just like, <laughs> I'm un- uneasy about it, you know? Oh, I don't blame you. Because sp- alongside that, like, there's also a music video for it, where it looks like it's a bit of, like, KEXP background, but then also, like, 
is swirling through different like as areas in different locations. And so yeah. I want to know because especially like how you've been discussing like how I guess the I'm I'm forgetting words right now. My my brain's melting because I've had a busy day. <laughs> Sorry, but um just like the whole different ways that you've like almost problem solved this. And I just want to know like going into that music video like what are some of your ideas and stuff prior to it. Yeah, I mean, it, it turned out slightly different to what we were intending. I had a kind of an idea of like a first-person view, almost like that, like a bit of Sweet Symphony clip from mm. the verb from years years ago, but um, but where all the chaos is ensuing around you, and because the whole point of nothing in this world seems to get me high no more, I guess it's written from that, yeah. that moment of um, like devices or the things that you would do with as a ways of distraction from whatever you were trying to avoid at the time. Like those things kind of stop working, and you just like you're you're still not confronting whatever the thing is you would be trying to avoid. But you but the things that would normally distract you from that aren't working either, and you're just in this kind of state of perpetual kind of numbness. Like it's a bit dark, really, but it's a real happy sounding song. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like the irony of that. But I wanted to kind of express that in the clip where we're kind of walking through. That's why I wanted to have like a really, um, yeah, like a face that's not smiling or frowning. I'm just kind of neutral. I was trying to be like that through the whole clip, but then also I put in my daggy dad dance because I can't help myself. But um, you know, it, it was a few. It was just collaborative. You know, the producers threw in ideas, and we all threw in ideas, and we had to change around some filming days and some because of COVID stuff, and yeah. some because of just uh, timing not work out. So we ended up with a few different locations, a few different ideas, and it was just a bit of a mixed bag at the end. Yeah, I'm not sure if the the whole original concept really ended up coming across, but it was fun anyway. Well, even <laughs> we then, good... it's just like the. The mishmash of it all, I guess, will reflect the whole entire like process that you have gone through with this album as well, and even the other yeah. singles. And it's just like it's it's reflective of it. And like you said, it's this um, age of COVID where it's like everything has got this COVID sound because we know that's been collecting dust for a bit and not being able to be released. But yet, you're yeah. also able to create something completely new from what it originally was. Yeah. Yeah, so, no, that's cool. We're, we're actually shooting another clip at the moment for the next one. Ooh, boy. And we, we went in a total different direction, and we've got a real strong concept and a really beautiful scene, like, where we're going to be. And, um, like, just, I don't know, it's just kind of different, and uh, we've got a stylist on board for this one, which is fun. I haven't worked with a stylist before. <laughs> that eases my mind, because I kind of wake up on the day and go, oh, he should have, oh, damn it, I've got to iron that. And it's yeah. <laughs> this kind of stuff, and I might not have thought ahead too much about that kind of thing, uh, We'll rock up on the day where we're wearing the same stuff, or or it's all completely opposite things. That kind of stuff. So, yeah, um, yeah. You know, just I guess caring more about that sort of stuff, and because we we have a look like for gigs and that sort of thing. It's just funny when it comes to clips, uh, to video clips. We're not so mm. confidently visual. So I think that this clip we're doing right now, and nothing in this world as well. Like the, us really branching out and um, getting out of our comfort comfort zone when it comes to. Like visual, it's that whole thing of like, what does your music look like? Yeah. And uh, I'm not someone who can answer that question, but it helps. You know, the, the people working around us can help help me understand what our music looks like, and then we just give it a go. Yeah, because especially for you, you guys focus on how it sounds, especially as specific. And it's like, how do you, when you focus on that level, where do you create an aesthetic for this? Because you know what it feels, but not what it looks. Yeah. No, exactly. And I think. It's very important, like, to, to find that marriage. And I don't know if it's something I've ever completely mastered. But yeah, I think I'm definitely, we're all definitely uh, focusing on it a lot more now because we're really proud of the music. We think it's really strong. Mm. We don't want to be misrepresenting it. So um, we're giving it a red-hot go. 
Yeah. Well, one thing before I let you go and let the people here at home um, get to listen to the track, because if they haven't already, because I assume they would have here in Oatbody, but the whole point of the song, as you mentioned, is about, like, that changing of vices or, like, situations where you end up being bored or, like, you lose interest and, like, motivation to continue doing these. So what in your day-to-day life now, after, like, completing the song and realizing that, do you do to keep everything fresh and new and just continuously upbeat for you? That's a good question. And I think, like, finishing that song and releasing it was part of my process of Mm. kind of breaking... Um, some of these loops, I guess you would call them. I've yeah. always called them my loops or my algorithm, you know, kind of changing the algorithm of things rather than just kind of like sitting in it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I guess it's for me, it's say, with regards to I know, just finishing things. I'm trying to, uh, like with songs, that's kind of loops I'd get stuck in is like lacking a section and, and then I just hit the studio and start recording it and come up with like um, part time lyrics. You know that can exist yeah. for a moment, and then never get around to rewriting them. Just end up not happy with the song. And so now I'm trying to like I'm trying to finish things. I want them to pass the campfire test before they even hit the studio. And um and then with day to day stuff, just other things. It's, for me, it's as soon as the thought comes into my head of oh there's a oh, the, oh the, this has just popped up. I have another thing on this day that's really important. Instead of waiting to send an email later or whatever, I'm like all right, I'm going to deal with this now. Call this person or whatever. And, it means that I end up sending a lot of emails at two in the morning for important things mm. because that's what, that's when my brain starts ticking. So that's one of the things that I, that's probably more specific answer than you needed. But oh. for me personally, it's kind of like breaking the loops of that, that numbness existing within feeling like you know you haven't solved something or you haven't sorted something out, and then just it's easier to sit in that limbo of ignoring it or something. It was like that for me for a little while. Yeah, but yeah. It's more about just uh, pushing enter on on a lot more things, you know, hitting send on everything. Yeah, because like I'm someone that definitely like falls into those pit holes, and I fall into those traps. Well, time time again, putting things off and getting to them later, or just shelving them completely. But it seems like you've got a good firm grasp on this now with the return oh, of say, Wanderers. I'd say it's, I'd say it's had a loose grip. Yeah. More of a loose grip than a firm grasp, but I'm getting there. <laughs> Definitely. Well, we'll let the <laughs> I think, people. I think, I think kind of uh, expressing all of that through song helps for me somehow. I think I really, I'm discovering that I need to be. Um, yeah, I've always heard those things of songwriters talking about how the you know the song needs to be the expression of something you're trying to work through or whatever. I've always been like, ah, mm-hmm. oh, whatever, you arty fuddy, you know, BS. But you know, um, I think the more I'm kind of being vulnerable with my own songwriting, my own songs, and I realize how much subconsciously you are expressing something you're trying to work through or something you're trying to understand about yourself. So I'm like, oh, this actually is my conduit for understanding myself more. And it's realizing that has also improved my songwriting, just everything. Now I'm not like afraid to approach any topics. I really, even as bizarre as it sounds, I kind of look back in hindsight, something I've written that seemed irrelevant to me and go, oh, that was totally relevant. And, you know, I kind of, uh, I've accepted it. I like it. So songwriting is my way of getting through whatever. Awesome. Well, sadly, we have to go now, and I'll let the people here listen to the new single, Nothing in This World. And so thank you very much, Dusty, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day, and kakite.
Yeah, you too. Thanks for the, thanks for supporting us. We really no appreciate it, and we really want to get over there one day. Oh, we're excited so to have you. See you sometime. Because I know Lime Cordial is at least planning on trying to come here for a week, but so we'll be more than happy to have you come down here later on. And uh, we'll hit him up. We'll come open for him. Exactly. Well, <laughs> thank you very much. Um, once again, Kakite, and we'll catch you later. All right. Ciao. Thank you. No problem. Bye. And that was Dusty, and you've been listening to Tereo Irangi Kotahi, the one. This was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.